outside of reality. In a house made of cheese, she's been waiting. Or has she always been here? Have you always been here with her? <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Arctic Sea, a sunken ship lays at the bottom of the ocean. A hand rises up, and a figure starts to rise. A fist made of flesh and bone rises from the sea's depths. A creature starts to rise. Nay. I don't want to do either of those things. Yeah, but if you had to, though. We set the scene. We have a choice. We must decide on the correct answer. I'm Kyle, your host for this evening. And I'm Nathan, your other host, your better host for this evening. Mm, better. What do you mean by better? Yeah. What, what In do you every mean? possible way. Every possible way. Yeah, I'm I'm taller. There's more of me. I'm fatter, so that that makes me better. <laughs> Mass equals betterness. Exactly. There's more Nathan than there is Kyle. Therefore, it's superior. Quantity equals quality. Everyone knows that. Fantastic. So, welcome everyone to our Tutanani. It is our two-year anniversary. Yeah, we've got a full studio audience here. Uh, me and Nathan are hosting this prestigious, prestigious uh, event. We are in finest tailored suit. Yes. I said suit because we could only afford one. We have, we are having to share a suit between the two of us. We are, which is going to make it very hard when we separate and go and talk to audience guests and everything in a minute. I suppose we'll just have to tear it apart so we're just wearing half a suit each. I see no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah. Well, um, put on my underwear. Oh, crap. So, yeah, so we're breaking format and doing a party instead because we deserve it after 48 this is the 48th episode. Shame it didn't land on the 50th, which would be much cooler for our two-year anniversary, but... What could we do? It's not like we could have done this in two episodes' time and no one would have known the difference. No. <laughs> but absolutely, this is a special, special episode. It has been two years since we began this journey, and we thought there was no better way to celebrate than by inviting all of our friends and some bitter, bitter enemies to celebrate with us today in what we are calling our Tutanani. Yes, um, we came up with the name all by ourselves. Exactly. Uh, we are very inventive. and uh, we, like were we... Just, we were thinking about names. Um, I was sitting under a tree and an apple fell on my head and I, I thought, <gasps> Tutanani. Exactly. And, and meanwhile, Kyle was flying a kite. Uh, it got struck by lightning, and he, at the exact same moment, went. Oh, Actually, you, I said, t I said, Tanny, and you said, Toot. Yes, I shouted out. You were below me. I actually dropped the apple on your head. I was eating an apple at the time. I spat you it out. The apple because you were struck by lightning. Your yeah. kite was struck by lightning, and it shocked I, you. I started choking and went toot, 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 and then the apple hit you in the head, and you went Anani, as you do when an apple falls on your head. And, and then you fell from the tree into my big muscular arms, and we looked at each other, and we realised toot, toot, Anani. And you carried me off into the sunset, and we devised this amazing party. It's, what we've been doing as, ever since. Yeah. I, I don't know that this will be any use to new listeners to the podcast, um, <laughs> because it's it's not the format of the show. It's not... It's not, yeah, it's not how things would normally proceed. It's, it's full of not. lots of references to previous episodes, I'm sure, That's because we've got so many characters some of the some of our favorite and in, most influential guest stars i say guest stars as if we've had guests before um they're all stars to us nathan they're all stars in our eyes we also have many celebrity guests in the audience i see over there there's um piers brosnan sitting next to kate winslet 
the classic duo. And <laughs> I can see uh, sitting over there is uh, Pac-Man and his friend Mario. Yeah, we've got them all. We 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 any other celebrities we've we've run the gauntlet with um <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, Kate Winslet, Pac-Man and Mario. Yeah. I mean it it is a testament to our podcast that we can go multi-genre, multi like different companies like we've got Mario and Sonic both here. You know, we have Pikachu and a Digimon character's name. <laughs> Hey, Digimon That's character's name. I challenge you. To name a Digimon. Yes. Change the format of this episode. The episode is now an hour of Carl trying to remember a Digimon character's name. Okay, we've got Agumon. We've got Angelmon. We've got Patamon. We've got Palmon. <laughs> we've got Devilmon. We've got... Okay, I bow to your superiority, Carl. <laughs> you bow to my Digimon I knowledge. Don't think I've ever loved you more. Uh, so yeah, if you if you are new to this podcast, then stop listening this now. Episode. Yeah, go and li- what li- episode should they listen to oh, to get into the show? Hold on, Carl. Mm. I think this might actually be the perfect primer for brand new listeners because it will introduce them to a, it will be a smorgasbord mm. of if you had to though content and the rich tapestry that is our interconnected, purely logical, completely linear continuity. Yeah, and if they can get through an hour of this bullshit, they can listen to any episode, I'm sure. (laughs) So just for the new listeners, I guess, I'll say that the usual premise of the show is that we create scenarios for each other, resulting in two possible outcomes. We usually discuss each outcome and decide definitively on the correct answer. Exactly. We find the best solutions to these problems and we always have and we say we create scenarios what we mean is we recap what actually has happened in our very eventful lives yes yes i mean a lot has happened to us over these past two years kyle was melted into a disgusting disgusting blob and then disguised himself as the girl from the ring for instance yes for instance uh, Nathan himself got a tattoo of Postman Pat on his brain uh, because he wanted to be innovative and cool. Exactly. And I mean, so many more things happen. Uh, it's honestly too much to mention. Too much. And so now we've gotten <laughs> that out of the way. <laughs> those two examples. Look, if you haven't listened to the podcast up to you this point. Yeah, listen to the previous 47 episodes and you'll basically know what we're on about. It takes that long. It takes that long of listening to us to understand what we're on about. Yeah, actually, I'm going to say you need to listen to all 47 before you listen to this episode, because otherwise this isn't going to make no sense. Whereas if you have listened to them all, this is going to make perfect 100% sense and you will know what we're talking about. Exactly. We guarantee everything we're about to... Well. Everyone we're about to meet, everything that's about to happen makes complete, absolute, perfect sense. Yes, and this has all been planned to the letter, so you know that it's going to... We sent out engraved, calligraphied uh, invitations to each and every guest. We did indeed. And they are risked by a carrier pigeon. They are SVP'd via carrier pigeon. I mean, and that brings me to introducing the first of, um, of our many, many guests. Well, I say first, I mean, it's obviously it's a group. They, they go everywhere together. The Council of Pigeons. Of course, the Council of Pigeons. I humbly fall to my knees before these guys. And because we're wearing the same suit, I have to fall to my knees as well. And as you should, Nathan, the Council of Pigeons are a sacred order that deserves nothing but respect. I look over. Wise, wise, Gandry the Pigeon. Who, me? It is an honour to meet you again, Sir Gandry. Oh, okay. Do you have any bread? Of course we have bread. We have prepared a feast in your honour. Look and see the giant table of all the different kinds of breads in the world. Nathan, I slap you with my glove. How dare you make them go to the table themselves? Let's bring out our waiters. Oh, okay. You're completely right to slap me in the face. I, I I beg your forgiveness as well as the forgiveness of the council. Your forgiveness is pending. Let's bring out the waiters. 
Mr. Winters and Cornelius Whiskers. Oh, Nathan, it is me, Mr. Winters. Would you like a piece of bread from my tray? Is it poisoned? It It is sizzling. It, it does seem to be floating in the air and it's green. Yeah, and it has like cartoon stink lines coming off of it. And now again, there's pieces of metal flying around it. Yeah, the choice is yours, Nathan. You can you can accept Mr. Winters' gracious offer and possibly bridge the gap of friendship between you. Like, you, you have been enemies for such a long time. Maybe the two-year anniversary is the time to bring that bond back together. I mean, this feud has gone on for too long, I say, and I look at Mr. Winters and I look at the bread or whatever it is. I look at him and go, I could take back taking that newspaper. I would. So in the spirit of friendship, I shall have this bread. And I grab it and ingest it. You ingest the bread and you feel, you feel okay, actually, at the moment. So, uh, but Cornelius Whiskers is looking at you uh, with a smirk on his face. Ha ha! You did eat the bread, my friend. We're friends. Ah, I've been waiting for this moment. Should we hug it out? Uh, he's backing away now, Nathan. I am, and it's difficult for me to initiate a hug when I'm still attached to you. It is, yes. I'm sort of well, still looking around trying to get my piece of bread. bread. That bread did have a unique metallic taste. Can anyone else hear humming? All the sounds in the universe. That can only mean one thing, Nathan. It's time for your band to play. Let's of bring them out. It is. The Prickly well, Hedgehogs. That's it. I'm my punk rock anarchist band. Um, they have, they are currently changing out of their waiters' uniform because that was their, their second job. Um, oh, so they, they just take it'll just take a moment for them to get to the stage to uh, put on their, their their prickly hats and their um, their t-shirts filled with sp- with spikes inside of the t-shirts. And actually, speaking of which. <laughs> I have now had to separate us, Carl, because I must join my band. My people need me. So, uh, Nathan, what song are you going to be performing for us tonight on The Tootanani? The Tootanani! Well, of course, this is a special occasion, Carl, and it calls for... I mean, my band, the Prickly Hedgehogs, we're known for our anarchist rock spirit. Yes. Isn't that right, Benny? Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, well, first of all, before we go into it, I want to introduce my band. There's Benny, Benny Brick. There's Little Orphan Annie. Hello. There's, there's Golden Brown. Oh, hello, <laughs> no I'm <relation>. Golden Brown. <laughs> no relation. He just happens to look and sound exactly like the Golden Brown. Oh, I thought you said Golden Brown. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just a coincidence that I did that voice. I, 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 I mean, I, I mean, he's actually here. He is actually here. Like I said, yes. no relation. He just happens to look and sound exactly like that infamous figure. Oh, yes. Oh. It's nice to be here, by the way. Do you mind if I join you on stage? Because I, I seem uh, to want to butt in and... Uh... Have a little conversation with you, Nathan. Oh, absolutely, Gordon. I mean, you, me, Benny, and the orphan Annie. We're going to rock this house down. Anti-establishment. <laughs> and he throws up the devil's horns and jumps back on stage, ready to play. Exactly. And that's when I tear away what remains of my immaculate suit to reveal yep. my prickly hedgehog costume. Wow, I and mean, I take out the, the spiny hair which sticks into my skull. You can see the blood dripping down my forehead. I can indeed. Um, I'm a little What's worried, say, lads. Well, you know what? We're gonna play, we're gonna play. Happy birthday, Kyle and Nathan. Oh, how I did mean, they know it was our joint birthday as well as our tutanani? I mean, we didn't mention this. No, it's our joint birthday, the tutanani. <laughs> we were right. born on the same day. So here I am on the electric guitar. Here is um, I did call him Benny, right? Benny, yeah. Here's Benny. Here's Benny on the right. Well, he's the lead singer. Yeah. Gordon Brown on the on the um on the triangle. Oh, yes, I've got my triangle ready. Ding ding. 
and a little on the drums. Well, that that was fantastic, and um, I think uh, after that song, it's about time we brought out our gigantic birthday cake. <gasps> And who have we bought, have we got to bring the cake in? Why? It's every single one of your exes, Kyle. Ex- what? <laughs> it's Beverly Pretension, the bee woman. Oh, it no. is Frankenstein's monster in Kyle Bennett's body. It's Kevin Plutonium, the radioactive reindeer, and of course, Holly Hulahala. Oh dear. I don't remember what my how I left things with any of these people, but I'm pretty sure I burned and torched and destroyed all of the bridges with all of these people before I left them. Not at all, Kyle's. We're here to celebrate with you. Have some of this delicious. Okay, Beverly. Um, I know how much you love my cooking. Is it going to be full of cashews? (laughs) Kyle, let's not bring up the unfortunate backstory that after you and Beverly got divorced, she took the cashew uh the cashew industry away from your family she did indeed and i've secretly hated her ever since but i'm willing to put things aside now that she's made me a giant cake it's the cashew nade uh, empire and indeed yes. that's the flavor of the cake cashew nade cashew nade the best flavor yes. this it's right frankenstein's monster in carl bennett's body we this... made this cake for you this tootanani sponsored by cashew nade buy it at all of your local cashew nade stores or else so So, yeah i mean kyle you're being rude aren't you gonna have some of that delicious slice of cake i mean i can see the the creamy filling the beautiful vanilla topping and the giant rusty metal spike that's sticking out of the top of it fantastic i cut deeply into the cake and from inside the cake explodes another one of your enemies, Nathan. I'm sorry. It is the Krampus himself. No, but it's not Christmas. It's not Christmas. You can't be here. It's not Christmas. So, Mr. Krampus, um, how have you been since uh, since Christmas time last year? Well, I've been watching Nathan and getting ready to unleash my newest punishment upon him for all of the evil that he has done. I've been good this year, I swear. I don't think I've killed any orphans. Even still. Oh yeah, I have invited parents of um, the orphans that I've killed. Wait, that makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) You've invited all the parents of the orphans that you've killed. That has got to be the best sentence you've ever uh, come up with, Nathan. <laughs> That's what I've said. I've invited all the parents of the orphans that I've killed to our two nanny. It only felt polite. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes, yeah. Nathan, we were a little annoyed you killed our orphaned children, but um, <laughs> you, I gotta say, you throw a mean party. You throw a mean party, Nathan. Oh dear. Should we? Um, we'll leave you to. Uh, clean up the cake mr krampus uh let's go let's go speak to some of the audience members who have we got in the audience yeah, nathan because yeah, um you know, it's not christmas yet krampus you can't you can't punish me yet you can't punish me yet <laughs> i have a summoning ritual to perform i shall be back oh good he just disappeared into a swarm of bats that's lovely yeah and and, and oh, where he was stood there's just puddles of blood yes Oh, it was very good to see him again. I'll make sure to speak to him before the end of the party. Um, yeah. And also, hello to all the parents of the orphans. <laughs> nice to see you again. Oh, hello. Mm. Oh, yes, I was the parent of an orphan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
who are we going to go see now? <laughs> well, there's obviously Don Mariachi, uh, the man who kidnapped you in episode one, tattooed a penis Don. on your face, if, I, uh, if I'm if i not mistaken. You're not mistaken. And well, I peel away the fake skin I've been wearing, the latex mask of my own face over my face, a Mission, in spot, Mission Impossible style mask of my face over my face. Which begs the question, why, if I have this technology, why haven't I made myself more attractive? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I peel it away to reveal the penis is there, Kyle. It's always been there. I knew Under it. the surface. <laughs> Don, it's been a long time. Nerfon, hello. And how is your sister? Why are you asking after my sister on the day of the Tutanani? <laughs> You're right, I apologise, Don. Can I get you anything? We Our waiter, Mr Winters and Cornelius Whiskers, um, have cakes and tarts and jams. Yes, we have some jams for you. Yes, my friend. Have a jam. I get a spoon, scoop out some jam and hold it out to Don Mariachi's face. Would you like some jam, Don Mariachi? <laughs> Don bats your hand away. Nerfon, you have insulted me this day. This shall not be forgotten. You know okay. Don Mariachi is allergic to jam. I actually didn't know that. Why would I know that? We only met once and you tattooed a penis on my face. We don't know each other that well. <laughs> Don Mariachi curses you. This Why are you day. speaking in the third person, Don Mariachi? <laughs> he slaps you round the face. How oh. dare you! Second time in this party I've been slapped around the face. And ironically, it wasn't by the parents of the orphans I've killed. No, they're sitting very pleasantly. They're enjoying themselves. They're sitting very pleasantly, contemplating how they can possibly exist. <laughs> they're a quantum singularity. They're a paradox. I mean, half of these people, I think, shouldn't exist in the same timeline, so it's fine. Yes, I mean, we have... That is a, that's the other thing. We haven't been talking about our venue here in the in the time and space between time and space, our floating orbital platform in the in-between worlds. Yes, of course. Yes, this is the multiverse paradox palace. The MDP for short. That's what they call it. And of course, it is a giant um, satellite shaped like male genitalia. Of course. Of course. It was it was designed for us by Elon Musk. <laughs> and Elon Musk is here in the audience, uh, funnily enough. Do either of us know what Elon Musk sounds like? I'm not doing a voice for Elon Musk. <laughs> He's sitting next to Robert De Niro and Julia Roberts. You're looking at me? I don't see anyone else here. I mean, other than all the people I see around here, this is Robert De Niro's voice, apparently. <laughs> so, Robert, uh, tell me about your latest film. I don't want to. Oh, okay. You're just here to enjoy the ambience and the tutanani. I was enjoying until you started talking to me. Go away. Uh, see, I pro- like your face. Fair enough, De Niro. Uh, I will get back to the show. See, Nathan, a true professional. He doesn't want to talk work here at the tutanani. No. And, and like most true professionals, he does not like your face. No, I mean, my face has been many different things over the years, over the past it two has, years. It absolutely has. I mean, and of course, I mean, you wouldn't exist if it weren't for the host of brilliant doctors, scientists, complete and, complete and utter lunatics who have reassembled you the multiple, multiple times that you have either crashed your car while juggling diamonds and uranium or been dunked in radioactive waste or accidentally swallowed a bomb so many, many times that you have completely disfigured yourself. Mm. And that is why I've invited all of these doctors, scientists, and legally not scientists here today. We have Professor Von Schmergelsfit. Yes, it is I. We have Dr. Von Trust Me, I'm Trustworthy Von Fuss. We have Professor Dr. Lord Bilford Billington Bovington Bash. Hello. And we have this dead squid. Oh, don't be shy, Nathan. Name all 95 doctors who are here surrounding us right now. I'm sure the viewers would love to hear. Absolutely. And I just did, but you just edited it out. (laughs) Don't tell me what I do in the editing suite. (laughs) How dare you? When I add all of my... It's over me, Bennett. (laughs) 
Nathan, I because I edit the episodes, I can make you sound as stupid as I want. I can have you say anything. I can cobble together a sentence that makes you say, I am Nathan, I am a stupid head. If I really wanted, I could do that. Yeah, well... And you just did! <laughs> oh, isn't he silly, everyone? Don't get don't get up yourself, Bennett. This show would be nothing without me. Nothing, you hear me? Nathan, and... I've been working with uh, Cornelius Whiskers and Mr. Winters, and you know that harmless piece of green bread that you ate earlier? Yes, the, the, the absolutely tasted absolutely lovely and, and didn't um, burn on the way inside and isn't ticking. Oh, yes. The ticking you hear, Nathan. It's not the countdown clock to the end of our tutanani when we do our 10-second countdown. No, no. In your stomach right now is a ticking time bomb. Come the end of the tutanani, there are going to be fireworks. But they're not going to come from this show. They're going to come right out of your mouth, killing you in the process. I'm sorry. I had to do it for the good of the show. I see. Well, and I, for the good of the show, have to sleep with every single one of your exes in front of you right now. Bzz, bzz, oh, it's so satisfying. Bzz. <laughs> so now... <laughs> Absolute erotic pleasure. I've, I've had to edit this part of the show out uh, just because audio purposes it doesn't work. But there was about two hours where Nathan went around and had sex with every... It was like a Benny Hill sketch. He was, like, chasing them all around. And there was a... Perfect eye contact with you, Carl, throughout. He did. He didn't take his eyes off of me. And I kind of enjoyed it a little. No, I know. I... By the end, I was getting into it, especially once you started on the bee woman. Yes, I mean, I might need to go see one of those doctors in a minute. I've got stings in places no man should ever have stings. It's fine, Nathan. You're going to be dead um, by the end of the show. Oh, goody. Well, yeah. I'm really glad to hear that uh, because you, um, well, as you should know, as I've discussed with Frankenstein's monster in your body and Beverly and Kevin Plutonium. Yeah. Who's a reindeer? And that's what reindeers sound like, apparently. Yeah. That's all they say. They're like Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's not much of a talker, but he's a looker. I can see what you saw in him. Well, I, I know what you saw in him because I just I had sex with him. Right? <laughs> Nathan, Nathan, he's not much of a talker, but he's one hell of a fucker. <laughs> the things he does with those hooves and those antlers. <laughs> Make any man or woman scream with it's delight. He hasn't gone in the direction I thought it was going to go. You slept with a reindeer and now you're going to blow up. Yeah, well, you yes. might recall that you had a slice of cake yourself, Kyle. I did indeed. It was delicious. Almondy, mm, cashewy. Yeah. There was one extra flavour in there you didn't quite pick up on. Metallic. What was that? Oh, yeah, I thought Magnetic. it tasted... Yeah, yeah, a little, little strange. Tiny little nanite inside what? your bloodstream, what? chopping away at your blood like little mice in a musical cartoon movie. Oh, no, I'm, I'm hearing music in my head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I see Mickey Mouse. What's going on? I mean, that's that, that, that's my band. We're just... Um, Mickey Mouse is the fifth member of my band. Good, I thought I was back in the maze. Let's tear this shit down! And now for Mickey Mouse and the Mickeyites. See, we... <laughs> I'm going to go have a breakdown over here while Mickey plays. Yeah, I mean... Um... You will just, you know, as we can see, your skin has turned grey and um, piece by piece your DNA will just fall off. Yes. So by the end of this episode, I'm guessing both of us will be completely dead. But we've got to carry on with the tutanani and uh, get to the end of the show. The show must go on until we <laughs> die violently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. Oh, you won't have to hate me for long. Good. Anyway, on to our next guest. <laughs> well, I wanted to surprise you, Carl. We've had so many, so many trips. You've been to so many interesting places, Carl. And, well, that's why behind this red curtain is a face you thought you'd never see again. Really? 
<laughs> That's right, Kyle. You recognise that voice. That voice was Angelica Cheeks, the winner of the Miss Arsehole Planet Beauty Pageant of Arsonia. Come on out, Angelica. <laughs> She's more beautiful than I ever remembered. Absolutely. As, of course, everyone here would know before, and for some new listeners, Arsonia was the other dimension planet that Kyle went to, filled with sentient arse people, people who have asses for faces. And they were a great race. I don't remember which lifetime it was that uh, I met them, but uh, it was one I'll never forget. You lived amongst them for, well, a long time. And, well, you and Angelica, let's just say, things got steamy. Oh, yes. Very steamy. It was like a Dutch oven. (laughs) Exactly like a Dutch oven. Angelica, tell me about that. Tell me about your experiences with Kyle. What was that like? (laughs) Yes, I couldn't have said it better myself. That does bring a a tear to the eye. It, It does. I mean, actually standing this close to her does make me cry and... I think I'm melting. It it makes you kind of hot and emotional, doesn't it? Mm, I feel hot and sweaty and clammy. Anyway, anyway, Nathan, speaking of uh, special guests that we never thought we'd see again. uh, Let me just push Angelica out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) That was the pit of shame, Nathan. How dare you? Oh, well, well, she's dead now. Anyway. Black hole beneath our um, orbiting genitalia substation. Yes, if um, if anyone in, in this episode does fall into that hole, I'm just telling the audience in general, uh, if anyone does fall into that hole, they will cease to exist forever. I can't remember who we pushed in there, but um, they are gone forever from our minds and memories and existence. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that's why that's why I didn't push anyone in there just then. And that's no, why we haven't. I just devoted the last couple of minutes. Of, that's why I devoted the last couple of minutes of this toot and Annie to absolutely no one at all. No, we no. I, I can't remember what happened in the last two minutes. Anyway, let's bring out your special guest, Nathan, that you never thought you'd see again. Now, do you remember? Do you remember, Nathan, back when you were on the Titanic 2? I, I mean, I, I don't know what you're, you're talking about. I've, ne- I've never been on, 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 a, on anything called that. Um, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, someone thinks that you do remember. Here she is, the woman herself rose up from the depths of the sea herself, the zombie form of Legs McBooty. A decaying, green-skinned, once beautiful woman staggers onto the stage. She looks over at you, Nathan, and points with a bone-like finger, a little scrap of skin hanging from the end of it. Legs! Wow, this is a surprise. Why, Nathan? Why would you kill me? I was kind to all things, but you killed me. You let me drown in order to save yourself and an evil politician. Dennis, ironically... You mean our Lord and Saviour, the Emperor of the Universe, Dennis Ironically, all praise his name. All praise his name. All praise Dennis Ironically. Um, yes, well, um, <laughs> it's funny you should bring that up, uh, Legs. Um, see, I, well, it's it's wonderful to see you again. If you'll just come this way with me in this direction, I would love to tell you why I left you to die. And uh, are you coming with me, Legs? Yeah, she's she's hobbling forwards as fast as she can, Nathan. Give her a chance. She's a zombie, for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, um, half of her, one of her legs is just bone. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, she's missing a few limbs. I, I, she, she staggers forwards. Well, legs, I wanted to bring you here to this centre of the room to tell you why and tell you from the bottom of my heart that I don't regret a thing. Beep. Oh! And she's just fallen into the black hole. <laughs> you say beep. 
but that was just you saying beep. It was literally cartoon physics where she was standing over the black hole. It was ready to engulf her, but she because she didn't see it, she hadn't fallen yet. And as oh, you I said, I thought there was a button that led to them falling out to a black hole. You mean we've just got a black hole in this in this building with us? Yes, it is in the centre of the room. Anyone that, could fall into it at any point. That brings me to my our next guest. The absence of everything, Mr. Hole, Black Hole. I believe you're quite familiar with him, Carl, from when you um, became so strong you destroyed the universe. I did. I destroyed the universe, uh, creating this black hole that uh, just destroys things. And that is why every single week it seems like we're back to the way we were even though that's physically impossible, it's because things get thrown into this black hole. We don't remember. Um, we don't and... remember that, absolutely. And no one else remembers because it never happened. Yeah. Um, well, we're so grateful to you, Mr. Hole. <laughs> yes. Well, and I hope one day you achieve your goal of absorbing all life and thought in the universe. All light and hope. Isn't that everyone's so dream, we Nathan? A, we've just had a nice um, couple of minutes where we've both spoken to absolutely no one, who people who never existed. No. Let's uh, just point out a few more people in the audience. Why not? Uh, there's, of course, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> what does Hulk Hogan sound like again? <laughs> there's uh, Wolf from Gladiators. Hello. I have a legally distinct voice from Hulk Hogan. And, of course, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen from from changing rooms. Hello. <laughs> I have a sore throat. <laughs> and why not uh, Kate Winslet as well? Hi. Oh, that was a disappointing one. I'm disappointed in you, Kate Winslet. <laughs> it is a privilege and an honour to have all of these guests here with us today. And th- there is even your... Another one. You make a lot of enemies on this show, Nathan. Yeah, and... I don't know why. I'm such a nice person, as any of the parents of the orphans I've killed will tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's all right. He's a nice bloke. Yeah, he's quite yeah. nice, actually. I mean, of all the people that could have killed my children, he's been the nicest. Yes, I quite like the fact that he killed my child, actually. I mean, yeah, he was a little brat, expecting to be fed. <laughs> I still don't understand how uh, the orphans have parents, but it's not mine to question in this paradox palace. So... I mean, I don't understand how we have a sentient black hole, Kyle. Don't start poking holes in things. Oh, I would never poke holes in the Tutanani. But yes, you're another one of your nemesis is Hans McGee. He's up there crunching his fists, uh, looking at you in a very uh, angry fashion, Nathan. Hans, I'd expect to see you... Yeah. Nah, didn't expect to see you here, neither. I didn't think you'd ever want to show your face after your last humiliating defeat. I'll take you on any time, anywhere. How's that? How's your bladder? And how's that car? Oh, wait, I've got the car. <laughs> you inhuman monster! Uh, he crashes through the audience and uh, runs, crashes a hole through the wall and runs out uh, into the void of nothingness. That was silly of him. That was very silly of him. Wave goodbye to Hans McGee as he floats through the infinite void of nothingness. Bye, Hans McGee. And it's not like space where he's going to die. In no, the infinite no. void of nothingness, you will survive. You just will be floating forever. He will indeed. Shame. And speaking of forever, there's a special guest I wanted to um, to introduce you to, Kyle. I don't I don't um, recall her coming up before, but she said that she's known you for a long time. Okay. She's known you since even before you were born. This is Cruella Camembert. Not Hello, much. Kyle. Oh, that's not nice. I'm just a simple, nice old lady. Wait, wait, wait a second. Of cheese. No, the last time no, I saw you. You 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 put me in the in in Just the room. Like rats. rats like cheese. I like rats. Rats in a maze. You're still in the maze. You'll never escape the maze. Whoosh! Suddenly, I'm standing back in the maze. Uh, back? No. As if you ever there. No. Oh, no, it's this upside down in a maze as little little floating balls of cheese fly past you laughing. It's and then all the ground made of cheese. Suddenly a mouth comes out and it takes a bite. 
You like to eat cheese, do you? Maybe the cheese likes to eat you. Run, boy, run. I'm I'm running for my life, but this isn't possible. This was all just a podcast. How am I how am I in a maze? Coming closer and closer and closer. And then you run and you fall off the cliff of cheese. And you fall and you fall and you fall no! and you fall. Carl, why are you on the floor? Why are you yelling no on the floor? <gasps> I'm back. I'm back. The toot nanny's real, Nathan. Nathan, I grab you by the lapels. Nathan, the toot nanny, tell me it's real. This place is real. Of course, this place is real, Carl. I mean, look around. There's a there's Frankenstein's monster in your in your dead skin. There's the there's... sentient black hole. There's the evil cheese witch. There's no maze. There's no maze. Tell me, there's no maze. What maze? I've never been to a maze. I don't know what oh. you're talking about. Oh, thank goodness. Nobody's worried about Carl. We're just here with, uh, you know, the Krampus. And, <laughs> and you know, there's nothing to be worried about. That's right, Father. There's nothing to be afraid of. Ah! Uh, oh, oh, Jeffrey's here. Um, hello, ev- I'd just like to introduce the audience to my son. Uh, audience, audience, son, son. Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey, uh, my son. Uh, audience, audience. You know how introductions work. We do know how introductions work. I mean, how long has it been since you adopted Jeffrey, your creepy psychic son? Well, he's in his teenage years now, isn't he? So uh, he's about 16. So it must be about 15 years because he was only about one or two when I when I adopted him. So, yeah, quite a long time now. That's right, father. And that's why I wanted to be here for your tutor nanny to celebrate with you before the end. Tutor nanny! Tutor nanny. Tutanani! Of course, where Jeffrey is has to be your six beautiful wives that you adopted Jeffrey with. Of course. Betty Butmir. Yes. Vera Vanhoom, Linda Lovelace, Sally Sass, Crazy Jeff, and this dead squid. Fantastic. I mean, I've had so many wives over the past two years. It's hard to keep track of every single one of them. You have indeed. Uh, <laughs> now it looks like we're getting to the end of the show, Nathan. The the big countdown to uh, the end and our inevitable demise, apparently. So I'd just like to bring out the guy who who we mentioned at the beginning, the guy who tattoos your brain, a good friend of yours, Kevin McCready. Kevin McCready. Oh, hello, mate. How are you doing, mate? I'm Kevin McCready. I mean, all the best. See, Kevin. Yes. Would you like me to do a live tattoo on your tutanani? I would love nothing more than you to do a live tattoo on our tutanani. And to harken back to the beginning, I think it's only suitable that you join me in this tattoo, Kyle. Of course. I Let's put the suit back on. We'll be stuck together, and he can do a double tattoo on the both of us. And me, the stapler, Jeffrey. And um... okay, mate. So, uh, what what kind of tattoo do you uh, like on your backs, or do you want oh. it somewhere else? I could do it on your genitalia. Or I could do it on your legs. I could do it on your ears. I could do it on your kidney. I think my back's okay. What about you, Kyle? Uh, yeah, my my back's fine, Kevin. You just do one on our backs. So I think in the spirit, harkening back to the beginning, you and me, Carl, should have a joint tattoo. We should One that we'll have to commemorate this day for the rest of our lives, which obviously will be the next 10 minutes because we're we're due to die in 10 minutes' time. Yes, of Um, course. And I think it should harken back to how we originally thought of this whole extravaganza. That's beautiful, Nathan. I, Kevin, want a tattoo that says, To Nanny. And I, Kevin, would like a beautiful tattoo that says, Doot, if that's possible. And I, Kevin, tonight, I'll be Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, well, I can I can definitely do that. I don't know that I can make you look a bit like Michael Jackson, my friend, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it my best. I'll settle for the Tanani. You Yes, I'll, I'll give you the Tanani. Give me the Tanani. I'm doing it, my friend. I'm doing it. You get on with the rest of your show, and by the end of the show, it'll all be on your backs, and... You'll be dead anyway, as you said, which is seems like a waste of my time. But anyway, yes, you get on with your show. Good, yeah. Well, me, me and Carl just continue walking around um, in these backless suits that we bought. Um, 
while you tat- while you follow us behind tattooing us. Carl, your 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 sexy shape shifting rabbit is is having sex again. Uh, my sexy shape shifting rabbit does nothing but have sex with. I mean, my sexy shape shifting rabbit has had sex with every female member of our audience. Kate Winslet, yes. Julia Roberts. In fact, because he's a shape-shifting sexy rabbit, he's actually having sex with every single member of the audience all at once. Yes. Yes, it also has uh, shadow clone um, capabilities. I don't know what that means, but yes. (laughs) Yes, it it can be in multiple places at once. I just meant it was stretching. Oh my God, Nathan. Oh my goodness. It's shape-shifting to have sex with the entire audience. It, so it's going inside one, then out of them, and inside another. No, I mean Nathan, it's got, like, 50 penises. 50, you think we've only got 50 people in our audience? You are very much mistaken. There are about 10,000 people here. Misogynistic people, Carl. We invited way more men than we did women. <laughs> we definitely did. Yeah, there are 50 women and 10,000 men. <laughs> And before the, well, I'm before the, quite glad about that. Now I'm glad I did not invite my mother and my sister. Um, <laughs> you did invite your all of your female family members, which um, your sexy, sexy rabbit is now having sex with. Yeah, only my female family members. I I just forgot to uh, invite any of my male family members, which was very careless of That's me. And now, I'm yes, your loving mother and loving having sex with your sexy rabbit. They. They do. I can't help it. When when they come round for Sunday lunch, like they all end up sleeping with my sexy, sexy rabbit that grows multiple penises. For every day lunch now, it's more popular than ever. The selection process for bringing in the ten thousand men was that we marched them up to the top of a hill, then we marched them down again, and then if they could do that without breaking a sweat, they were invited to the tutanani. Exactly, which is why we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger. We do indeed. Say hi, Arnie. Oh, oh, he's oh, shy. He is shy. Oh, Arnie, there's no need to be shy. And of course, uh, we've got Jules Holland here. Uh, I don't know why. He he just wanted to come. He's a big fan of the podcast, apparently. Yeah, actually, I'm here. My, my lawyer sent me because of the name Tutanani. And that's all the time we have for Jules Holland. Yes. So let's get the big clock out and do our big countdown to the end of the show, Nathan. All right. OK, let's bring out the giant 10 ton clock. And who is it who's bringing that clock out, Nathan? All six six of your wives. All six of my wives and Santa Claus. Oh, that's right. I couldn't. I was so happy to be here to watch you die, Kyle. I I see. Uh, Yes. So thank you for bringing the clock out. Thank you to everyone in the audience. Um... I've I've mentioned many of them. Do you want to uh, give a shout out to anyone else in the audience, Nathan? Before we, oh, uh, I do. I mean, do. we of course have. We have. Well, we've got one more guest um, that we haven't mentioned yet. The disgraced former queen of the Lollipop Ladies, Lollipop Leslie. Oh, there is Lollipop Leslie. She she's a little she, upset. She she um she's still dealing with the the election results um by election i mean i jumped under a crown and i'm now the lollipop king and my holy mission to destroy the world and take it all over well obviously that's going to come to an end because as you said i'm going to die any moment now uh so as am i nathan so you know yeah i've just passed this crown um here jeffrey you're now the lollipop king all this power this world shall be mine. That's the spirit, lad. Good on you. Hopefully your bomb doesn't uh, kill everyone else in this place. But, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, that's why we did get all of our guests to sign the non um, the um, risk management agreement uh, not to hold us liable if they died a horrible death due to the revenge of our many, many enemies. Indeed. So, but, uh, I... yes, I want to give a final shout out to our final guests. Stephen Seagal, John Claude Van Damme, Mary Poppins, 
Nicolas Cage in every role he's ever played in every film. There are multiple Nicolas Cages, and all of them are as handsome as the next. Uh, hi, uh, Nicolas Cage from Ghost Rider. How are you doing? I'm fine, just slightly burning up. And um, over here, we I see um, Nicolas Cage has met um, your ex, Beverly. Not the booze! Oh, Nick, you cad. Um, and of course, we have all the Jim Carries from all the multiverses. Of course, we do. Smoking. Somebody stop me. They're mostly the mask, though. There's about ten masks. There are ten masks. Yeah, <laughs> it's him um, from different points in the film. It just we really enjoy the mask. <laughs> we just that's a spicy meatball. Oh, never change, Jim Carrey from The Mask. Um, and, of course, our absolute best guest, our guest of honour, the guest we could not have possibly done this show without. Let's well, give the award to, to them. Say who that was? Should we give the award to them? The award for best oh, guest? Yes. The, the prestigious Tootanani Award. Best podcast Tutanani Guest Award goes to um, um, Little Orphan Annie. Do you want to do the drum roll? Uh, that's a bit too too uh, much, Little Orphan Annie. Sorry. Sorry. I, I forgot what Little Orphan Annie's <laughs> voice was like. Oh, yeah, we've got um, Christian Bale Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> I like that your th- first instinct for Little Orphan Annie was, Hello. I'm Orphan Annie. We already established earlier that's not her voice. Not even slightly. Uh, Yes, so let's give out the award to the best audience member of our podcast. Absolute best audience member of podcast goes to... You! I was going to say you! <laughs> no, I, I was pointing at our audience member, Kyle. Oh, I, w- I, I, I was pointing at you, but I thought you were going to point at me, so I, I thought that was going to be a whole uh, thing. I was breaking the fourth wall. Oh, I was I was kind of hoping that you were pointing at me and we could... I, I definitely wasn't pointing at you. We're not guests, Kyle, we're the host. <laughs> Shit, yeah. We're disqualified from this very competition. Well, in that case, I nominate the monkey from the PG Tips adverts. <laughs> Wait, no, he doesn't make monkey noises. What on earth does he sound like? He doesn't sound like anyone. Right, let's do the countdown. It's 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 time. We've got like ten seconds to go. Are you ready, Nathan? Yeah, I mean, it is lucky that the the giant clock that we set up is synchronized to our um, explosive deaths. Um, I'm going yeah. to vomit out fireworks that will both come out of my mouth and my anus um, exploding throughout the entire room. You will, of course, disintegrate um, as your skeleton is chopped up by tiny little robots. And then, of course, the black hole in the centre of the room is going to grow and engulf everyone here anyway. Which was the plan all along. It was. So... I, mean, we, I mean, we thought there was no better way to celebrate than by murdering um, 10,000 celebrities. And it's really great that we can do this countdown in person. Because if we were trying to do this over Skype or something, it would be so out of sync. It would be stupid. So It would be stupidly out of sync. But thank God that we are, as always, in the same studio recording this podcast Exactly. So shall we well, begin with it? This before. This, this um, genital-shaped space station in between dimensions has been the studio that we've been recording all our podcasts in um, for the past 48 episodes. It has indeed. It will be a shame to end here, but we must. So without further ado, let's do our big countdown, Nathan. Ten, Ten nine, nine, eight. eight. Seven, Seven, six, six five, five, four, four three, three two, two, one, one, two, ten, Annie! Ten, Annie!